Welcome to the Motivate, Lead and Inspire podcast. My name is Haki Mr Impact and in these episodes we discuss the relevant challenges facing young people in the UK which I initially aired on my Thursday evening radio show on colourfulradio.com. Be sure to visit www.facebook.com forward slash Hakeem Mr Impact, that's MR for Mr, where you'll find the rest of my podcasts. Have a great day. So you've embarked on a career as, I can't remember the full title, <laughs> I see you as a social media expert. There I'm just you gonna go, call there you, you go. Um, and what was the first, kind of, was there a moment when you went, right, that's it, I'm going to start my own business, I'm going to go freelance, or did it just, all of a sudden you looked around and you was like, oh, I'm doing stuff and no, do you I know am, it was? I am my own business. It was actually a conscious decision, and right. it was one. If I'm totally honest, because sharing is caring, that I made too early, a little bit too early. Not in terms of my expertise, but um, while I was studying, I did some internships and did a lot of um, social media work during the summers and and a little bit around my studies. By third year, you have to write your dissertation, and it took mm. up too much of my time, so I stopped. Um, but because of that, I was able to get a job quite soon out of uni. And mm-hmm. I remember, again, talking about degrees, the lady who interviewed me, this was um, doing social media for a fashion company, actually looked me in my eyeballs and said to me in the interview, I am hiring you not because of your degree. I couldn't care less about the degree. It does not interest me. I'm hiring you because of your work experience and your commitment to you know, going out there and finding experience and building on your work experience. That's what right. she said to me. Um, and so, yeah, I got that job and then through just my own passion and kind of word of mouth, that company was a fashion company. They had freelancers there who had other businesses. So mm-hmm. the guy who did the website there was um, doing this other ticketed event and he needed help with it. And he said, I can see you're doing their social media. Mm. Maybe you could help me with this. And then from he had friends who owned businesses. Mm. So I was building a freelance career just off of that. Mm. And he was mentoring me and telling me how much more um, money and freedom there is in freelancing. And so I did make the conscious decision. This was after about three or four years at this company. I'm going to do this. I'm going to leave this company. I'm going to hand in my uh, my resignation and, and move into freelancing. What I didn't do that I would always recommend anyone does, and it's kind of like rule 101 of freelancing, is to make sure that you've got at least six months of wages of rent Mm, of mm, whatever it is that you're doing at the time saved up because it takes a while to get a business off the ground and with freelancing you don't it's it can be hit and miss especially when you're doing it for smaller businesses like i am sometimes there's cash flow issues sometimes they have a slow month and to be honest the freelancers are going you're going to be one of the first people to go because they've got to pay you know their actual employed staff staff and look after their business so um that was something that i didn't do off straight straight off the bat and so after a few months I saw my money dwindling and actually had to go back to working part-time mm. luckily the year I'd taken off school I had mm. uh, developed some skills as a barista so I went back to doing coffee work um barista not barrister yeah but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carry on. barista not barrister <laughs> Sorry, this is I wish I wish <laughs> yeah. um and yeah that was actually a little bit disheartening for me I thought I'd hung up my apron for good so it was a it was a yeah, it was a lesson. It was a life mm. lesson and a, a, a poignant one at that. But um, yeah, slowly but surely, I managed to build it up again and um, and get to the point I'm at now. But yeah, it was it was a conscious decision, but one that I should have been a bit more patient with and All just right. waited a few a few months. I think saved up a bit more. What challenges are you facing, um, other than the fact? No, let's be more explicit. Female, black. 
What are your experiences when you go and see clients or people for the first time? How are you being perceived? And what would you, what have you learned from some of your positive and negative experiences that you can pass out to the rest of the world in mm. terms of someone who's starting out or maybe, you know what it's like when you first start out and you, you know, you're trying to build up your client base. Yeah. You try, you know, it's the chicken or the egg. You know, if you don't have a portfolio, how yes. do you get a portfolio? Yeah. Um, you're going home and you're feeling like, oh my God, just give me a chance. Yeah. A lot of the time it's just give me a chance. Absolutely. So just give us a little snapshot of, of what's happened to you in terms of the last few years. Sure. I think I always, it's something I'm always aware of, especially when I'm going to um, to meet people who I've not known before because mm. a large portion of my business comes from word of mouth mm. or people I've had conversations with and it's got into what do you do? Oh, I need help with that. Maybe this, yeah, that sure. and the other. So then you but kind that's of... That's how we met, Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but when it's completely someone fresh, I do often wonder if they're expecting me when I walk through the door. Really? Yeah, there's always that question. Um, and so I think... I can only do the very best that I can do. I can only show up and I know that I do good work and that I'm professional and that I've got nothing to kind of worry about in that respect. So I, um, yeah, I try not to even let it be a thing too much because in my head, I'm going to show up. I'm going to, you know, represent myself very well. I'm going to speak eloquently. I'm going to listen. I'm going to put my expertise forward. Mm. And if that person who I'm meeting with has an issue because of their own, you know they've got personal issues mm. there's not too much that I can do about that so I try not to let it impact me and that's kind of my everyday approach I think when it comes to issues of of race and and feminism and that kind of thing I'm aware of it I'm definitely aware if it's happening I mm. know it's you know it's going on but I don't let it prohibit me from doing things because to me that's a, their problem that's not my problem mm. to take on um, I've always, I think I've been brought up, you know, by my parents when you're young and growing up as a young black child, I think there's always the message of um, kind of putting your best foot forward. You want to be smart and you, because people will all, not all people, but there are some people mm. who will um, underestimate you or have come in with certain predetermined notions about you mm. if they're that way, if they're that way minded. And so you're kind of taught to overcompensate a little bit just mm -hmm. to make up the difference. Mm. Um, so I'm always, yeah, I'm always smart, but I, I think I'm smart. I try and show up smart because I'm smart. I try and show up on time because that's how you should be professionally. Um, yeah, so I try not to let it affect my behavior too much. A, because it's negativity that I can't really control. So mm. why am I going to let it impact my day? Mm. And B, because why should I have to? Why should I have to change my behavior, my mannerisms and that sort of thing um, for someone else's ignorance? So it doesn't... Yeah, I try not to let it feed into me too much. And I'm lucky to say that I haven't had any significant experiences. Bad experiences. No, where I think, oh, that was because of that. or, or any, I've had like negative experiences as a freelancer, but I've never put it down to that. Um, what about um, in your, how long is your, would you say your freelance career has been? How long? About, where are we now? 2019, about five years. Five years. Yeah, about five years. Would you say that there was a, a particular time in that five years where you, and I, you know, I'm just asking these questions mm, openly. Mm, I, mm. They're not loaded. But is there a time where you thought, you know, I need to pack this in? Was there a time where you felt low or you felt, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to get to where I want to get to? Was there any? 
was there was there a, a time where you're like ah this is not what it no what I thought it would be I've never thought about giving it up completely there's definitely been times when I thought oh this is hard you know like I said I came out of the gate I was young I was fresh I was like I'm gonna hand in what my... sense financially yeah financially yeah right. definitely financially. So it's never been about the work what do you mean never As been in, about the it's work? never been sorry let me rephrase that because that could be misinterpreted it's never been the challenges have never been about the expertise the work level you've got to put in is is it oh, always yeah. been as it or is it has it more been about the financial not getting enough money cash flow then i think both i think both because i'm a people pleaser and i was always brought up to kind of do my best and put my best foot forward right and it's funny when you're freelancing you have to kind of balance everything and i in the beginning i think made the mistake of i've only got a couple of clients let me spend all my time doing everything i possibly can to make them happy and are Mm. they happy and when you're working for yourself you're in a home office you're not necessarily underneath the person you're working for all the time in the same way you are when you're employed and you've got a manager and you're having kind of meetings and that sort of thing about your performance when you're doing things remotely and you're emailing you're like oh that email's a bit brief maybe they're annoyed at me maybe I should have done more and yeah so I in the beginning really used to kind of struggle internally you're nodding your head (laughs) (laughs) is this the struggles of of young black women (laughs) how they sit and they write emails and think oh yeah because you can't read tone yes. all the time for an email. Yeah. So if you've had that, like for example, the correspondence has been like kind of paragraphs yeah. or like big things, and then you get a one liner to now you're like, oh, oh gosh, yeah, 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 yeah. and you start thinking, what did I say? Yeah. But it might just be the fact that they just didn't have time yeah. to write any more and than that. Usually, but you that start is to analyze it, it. Yeah. And is that because you're not around the person? Is it because you? Like, I mean, in your case, you're isolated. Well, not yeah. isolated. That sounds really sad, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. It's old Billy No Mates thing keeps coming up. It's going to be the running joke this evening. But um, is that because you, you're not seeing that client every day? Every, so you don't know what how they're feeling. Yes, it's exactly that. Yeah. And, you do, yeah. and I have to remind myself, I'm a small cog in a very big machine of their yeah. business. And they're, the whole idea is I'm taking this off their hands. So they're not yeah. thinking about me every day. So if I haven't heard from them or they've sent a short email, it doesn't necessarily mean that mm. they're annoyed. Maybe that's all there is to say. Mm. And actually I'm running things fine. And I do have regular meetings and then I'll have a meeting and they're really warm. And I'm like, oh, they're actually really happy. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. driving yeah. myself crazy for no yeah. reason. So I think that's definitely something going back to your question that I, I struggle with. And the balance of um of yeah doing enough and doing what I've pitched and not doing too much to where I can't expand my business and where I'm spending all of my time on one client and not um because you have to think about it as a business and that just getting your head around that Mm. and the shift from being an employee you're not just a freelancer but you're actually running a business and you have to think about business development and how am I going to earn more and what's my five-year plan and how does that fit into Mm. it right now I'm thinking about actually employing other people to take some of the um more simple tasks off of my plate so that I can level up Mm. and when you're by yourself as a freelancer you're a one-man band you don't have the manager coming to you saying you know what you're doing really good work you deserve a promotion you Mm. have to give yourself that promotion (laughs) Mm. that can be a lot of stress to take so that's the sort of thing that I've struggled with and then the financial side as well what is next month going to look like what if this client you know decided that they didn't need my help tomorrow how is that going to impact me how am I stacking things up for the future so it's a lot to juggle as well as just doing the work for people on time and professionally and that sort of thing I think going back to your other question as well although I think I try not to focus too much on being black or a black woman going into a meeting I think age is something that I definitely 
have Ooh. I think been underestimated with before, especially beginning when I started out freelancing, I was maybe about 23, 24. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, you get a lot of people who are a bit cynical, I think, as mm. to, well, do you know your stuff? And, and you speak to them and they don't know anything about social media, but they still yeah. somehow yeah. don't have the confidence or they're skeptical as to whether or not you can do what you can do. And it's yeah. only once you, you know, you say, let's do a trial, let's do a month, yeah, see how sure. it works. Actually mm. like, oh, you actually know a lot more than I thought you did. It's a bit of a Mickey take that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're guarding their money and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, yeah there, is a, there is an element of yeah this young person just walk into my office what can they do for me yeah i get that yeah um i'm gonna ask this question to both of you what habitual kind of what habits have you taken into yourselves which you feel are building blocks of your success like what sort of, and i don't mean habits i don't want to get too kind of like okay um excel spreadsheet do it mm, like get to mm. but just like it could be without putting words into your mouth it could be that you know what i always do a to-do list kind of thing mm. what kind of habits would you say have been the the backbone of your successes the, the both of you that you can pass on to people who are listening right now or anyone who listens to this on a podcast what, what would be three things that are really important to how you function on a day-to-day and a week-to-week basis and they've really helped you no I'll jump in I'll jump in I am a big I'm a creature of habit so I I love this question because I've got so many things and I've always got lists to remind me of these habits because I've there's there's so many things I think do you know what when I do that things Mm. go well for me so one of them I think is mindfulness and I actually keep diaries that I write into every week at least so when yeah yeah just what do you write what do I write um so I'll write about how my week has been uh, everything how my week has been if I've had a really successful week had a successful meeting I'll just write how I feel and then I find myself noting well what is it that led to it being successful was there anything that I felt that I did that week that set me up for that and same if I have a bad week if I'm not motivated if I'm struggling with time Mm. I'll make a note and just literally write down my emotions and it might be the most random thing Mm. oh I woke up in a bad mood today I'm not feeling motivated or it might be something really specific like I was time blocking today and that really helped me but I find that documenting it really then helps me to go back and reread it Mm. and find the patterns that are helping me to be successful and Mm. repeat them and also find the negative patterns I maybe slip into see my face page I'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah and avoid them as well so yeah no you haven't you haven't answered but um, I'll just interject for a minute it's funny because I'm trying to that's kind of like wow really interesting but then i checked myself and i said well i do that mm, yeah. but i don't do it like you yeah yeah i have you? reflection periods yes like sunday is my reflection Sunday, yeah i sit there and i think all right i'm going to a new week before i go into a new week what happened last week yes mm. what went what went right what went wrong um and then you delve deeper if something went wrong why did it go wrong yeah what did i do as a result of it going wrong whatever wrong means yeah um what was the learning from it what did I learn from it? What can I, you know, um, because there's always some learning from doing something always, wrong. Always, always. Like, you know, people see disasters or things not going right as like, oh, my guys, it's the end of the world. No, no, actually, that's the start of the learning. Mm. Um, that's how I look at it. Um, then obviously I look at the positive things as well because I think something you mentioned earlier, you didn't really go into depth about it, but sometimes we're so 
we're so kind of keen and eager to move on to the next thing yes. to the next thing next thing we don't stop and go well done yes. for achieving that thing absolutely really important absolutely. just like a pat on the back well done for achieving that maybe you know you have your favorite drink and i don't mean an alcoholic drink it could just be like a glass of milk or whatever it is and you take that moment to go mm, because what that does that reinforces success Absolutely. and what it means is like next time when you're having a tough time rather than your brain goes well there's nothing to point to that is going to get us through this you actually go but i got through this on the other time mm. you know what i mean you don't make make a big thing of it but the subconscious will tell you i think that's really really important but i i guess my point is um that it was really interesting when you talking about writing that because I, I i don't think i could write down all my thoughts and that the book would be too big anyway like so many <laughs> thoughts go but i was trying to kind of actually work out what is it that you were doing and, and i guess it's just a, t- a case of reflection yeah it is it is yeah. a reflection i yeah, just reflection. write it down because i like you said you move on to the next thing good yeah. bad you'll move on mm. and i'm not always very good at remembering um feelings and remembering because there's so many lessons life lessons i've got pinterest boards with quotes 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 yeah. quotes and it's only when i come back to the board and read it i'm like oh that's such mm. a good life but here's mantra. a question yes here's a question for you yes. do you read on a regular basis i do what I do. do you read i am a big like self-help okay so you do person cool. yeah yeah, All right. yeah yeah that makes a lot of that. sense yeah that yeah. makes a lot you're laughing pages <laughs> is like because <laughs> my, my big motto is like people come to me and say oh what's you know how can I be better and I ask them do you read and they look at me like yeah I read and I ask what do you read oh I read this I read the, uh, that novels and that I was like that's cool but do you read any PMA books positive mental attitude yeah. books yeah. and like and I said, well, for me, where you'll be in five years will be determined by the books you read yep. and the people you associate with. Absolutely. Boom. That's Absolutely. what I always tell people. It's, it's so true. Like, if you associate with the wrong people, putting in that negativity into your mind all the time and telling you you're not no good at anything. Your vibe whatever, is your tribe. Your vibe, yeah, your vibe mm. is your tribe. Love that one as well. It's not going to happen. Sometimes, you know what's really hard? The people that are actually put in the, the, the negative into you are the people supposed to be the closest to you. Yes, mm. it's And sometimes true. we have to cut them off then there's a big, like, oh, you know, you're not talking to me anymore. We don't see, you know, but you know what? You're actually trying to keep your sanity. Yeah. But the other thing is is, is, is books. Books is really important um, because we are being bombarded um, hourly with negativity. Yes. We don't turn on the news and someone says, oh, someone just cut their grass <laughs> and they've made a, an amazing zigzag shape no you're getting told that we're gonna we've got one in three chance of being in recession someone got killed on the side of the street you know what i mean so you're being bombarded with negativity so that when you're in a negative environment yourself you say i can't do this so you've got to kind of almost fill the negative void with positive thoughts yes. absolutely yes 